0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Dave McMahon Unleashed. I'm Dave McMahon, and I'm joined by my good friend, Barry Blanchard. Barry is a licensed mechanic for over 25 years. He's been turning wrenches, and he's involved in a whole lot more stuff than just turning wrenches. I want to read uh, the show promo that I put out uh, this morning three hours ago pertaining to barry joining me on the show so i put this out on uh, my personal facebook dave mcmahon and it it, here's here it is looking forward to shooting the shit with barry blanchard on my live podcast this morning at 11 a.m on 4680q.com that's what you're listening to now barry's been a licensed mechanic for 25 years i said that already uh, here is something you don't know, I spent 20 years driving a dirt streetcar, loves racing cars at Merrittville Speedway. Barry is also a dog lover and he's a student, <clears throat> excuse me, Barry's a student at Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy, so we know for certain he has good taste in dog trainers. <laughs> Barry is the owner of Mobile Rust Proofing Niagara. He loves camping and kayaking and spending time with his wife and children and two doggies tune in at 11 a.m. this morning on 4680q.com so that was the post i put out quite a few people liking it a lot of people you know uh yeah well that's great welcome to the program barry thank you for having me how long have you been a mechanic for uh
1: basically i was a kid
0: long so time
1: uh, yeah i've been you know the kid that was taking stuff apart put it together all the time
0: you took shit apart and tried to figure <laughs> everything out everything my
1: parents would buy me i'd take it apart and know try to rebuild that uh by the age of 12 i was fixing my dad's car so i've just been in a car since day one
0: are you naturally mechanically inclined i mean i realize it's a learned behavior you had to apprentice to become a mechanic but is any of this natural yeah, it's all natural
1: yeah so yeah my oldest son's also a technician and it comes naturally just to comes now, right so from
0: from your blood or from god yeah. or from working your loins hands.
1: yeah it's all about working with the hands right so <laughs> yeah. being in the trades
0: yeah so we're going to find out how well you work with your hands the next time you come we'll have uh, your wife Linda sitting here as well. we'll oh, that's,
1: op- that's about to get me in some trouble.
0: We'll get her opinion on everything. <laughs> uh, let's start off with you giving us some winter tips. Can you give us some any, uh, winter tips pertaining to the vehicles? The first thing I want to ask you is the wipers, right? When it's snowing, should we stick them straight up, erect? What's your uh, opinion I'm kind of
1: against any of your wiper blades up? Uh, what that does is stretch the spring under the wiper arms and then eventually leaves tension on the window.
0: Oh, uh,
1: so usually me, I go out in the morning and lift my wipers, knock the ice off, put them back down after I clean my windshield. Don't leave them
0: sticking up like All an erect. Long.
1: No, like an erect, you know what? Yeah, uh,
0: because I, it's bad. It puts stress on it.
1: Yeah, it just stretches the spring, right? So then now the spring loses tension. You lose pressure off the windshield with the arms. So, yeah, I usually stand mine up when I clean the window and then lay them right back down. The yeah. uh, thing with you know wiper blades is just be aware that the winter conditions does take away their effectiveness. You start getting streaky and smeared vision. Uh, So I I change mine once a year, usually in spring. So usually spring I put a new set on.
0: Now, what do you have to say about guys like me that feel compelled to let their vehicles warm up for 20 minutes idling, uh, you know, after the vehicle's been sitting out in the cold all night? I'll let that, I'll just start that bitch up and let her idle. You know what I mean? For 20 minutes and and get the engine nice and warm and get the, you know, the, the, the ice off of the windshield and have the defog on. You know, is, is this ba- good or bad? I mean, it's probably bad for the environment. It's it's probably <laughs>
1: bad for the environment to a degree, but uh, I do the same. So, you know, let your car warm up in the morning. It'll uh, stop you from having some issues. Don't but, need to uh, let it run for 20 minutes? No, nah, I usually run my remote twice, which is 10 minutes per, right? Okay. So I run mine about the same, same time every morning. So
0: Any Now, other summertime,
1: you know, you've got to let it sit there for 20 minutes, Dave. You know, maybe, maybe <laughs> five or six, right, right away <laughs> in the summer, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> And starting it when it's cold and driving right away is too much stress for the engine. Too I'm much certain. stress, yeah. You want to let it warm up a bit, you know, because it's going to be running very rich, kind of like with a choke. So you want to just make sure that you let the, ch- the car warm up, let everything go to closed loop, the oxygen sensors start reading proper, and then okay. the car will run better. And
0: now, what what other winter tips do you do you feel compelled to share with us uh, pertaining to our vehicles? Well, in our
1: shop, I'm Service Manager at Boyd Automotive. So in our shop. You know, this time of year, we get pretty busy. People are already booking for their seasonal changeovers. Uh, so, you know, a few things we go with is make sure, you know, when we get some nice weather, wash your car, right? Wash all that salt, sand, road grimes. Your car doesn't turn into a you know, rot box. Uh, exactly. I used to tell people cleaning interiors because it's been, you know, sealed up all winter, so it will get stinky inside that car on you. So, you will know, give it a good cleaning in spring a once over. Uh, as far as it goes with the tires, Once we start holding a temperature around seven degrees constantly, get those winter tires off the car because they will wear out extremely quick. They're such a soft rubber compound. You know, uh, a lot of things people aren't aware of is when your snow tires do get to about a third uh, remaining tread, they start to lose effectiveness. Uh, At our shop, a lot of times we'll tell people, you know, if you're doing a seasonal change over off rims, why don't you run those winter tires and burn them off through the rest of the summer and put a new set on next winter because at a third you're going to be all over the road with them anyhow next year right so uh that's pretty much most of the tips the other thing i usually recommend is an alignment check once a year the roads in niagara are bad enough but you start to get uh you know all that road ice and potholes and stuff it just bangs the alignment out so protect your investment of your tires check it
0: once a year yeah it's
1: like 69 dollars for an alignment check right so check that stuff out and uh you know and obviously get your car in and get some inspections done on it at least once a year for your maintenance your fluids and stuff
0: barry there's a lot of great mechanics out there like yourself there's no doubt about it but there's a lot of crooked mechanics as well and there's some mechanics that will just bend people over give it to them right in the old hershey highway and you know that's going to hurt the pocketbook as well how, how does one uh, choose a reliable, trustworthy mechanic. Any generic uh, advice as far as that goes? Uh, word of mouth, much like choosing a
1: dog trainer, ask around. Well, word of mouth is everything, right? Word of mouth yes. is always your best advertisement. Uh, but unfortunately, there is some some mechanics out there that are a little greasy. Uh, big <laughs> yeah. thing I recommend is if you're going to start a new shop, read some reviews, ask some questions, go in and talk to the front counter staff. You want them to be friendly and personable, you know, like our shop, Boyd Automotive we thrive on customer service Uh, and a lot of people forget about customer service keeping a customer happy uh so we are very very into our reviews we have a lot of positive reviews and that drives our business so if you're gonna think you're getting ripped off from a mechanic make a call and get get some second pricing right but there is guys out there unfortunately that do take advantage of people let's
0: take our time and, and savor the moment here you are the service manager of Boyd Automotive, located in St. Catharines. What street are you guys on?
1: Uh, We're on 80 Commerce Place, just off of Ansicle Road.
0: Yeah, you have a great reputation. I've had work done on my vehicles there, and I've been very satisfied each and every time. I would recommend Boyd Automotive to any of my clients at my business or friends and family. Uh, How long has Boyd Automotive been in business?
1: Uh, This was our 20th year in business, or their 20th year in business. I've been with them about a year and a half now, so... Yeah, a lot
0: yeah. of responsibility being the service manager. It is.
1: It's a big, busy shop. You know, we've got 14 bays, uh, five licensed technicians, three apprentices. So there's a lot going on in that shop, and we cater to everything from Mercedes, BMW, Land Rovers. Uh, if it's got four wheels, chances are we're going to fix it for you.
0: Now, I want to have a little bit of fun. I want to have a lot of fun, actually, <laughs> and I want to kind of go all over the map. I don't think we need to have any continuity throughout our casual time spent together here and even calling it an interview would be too formal in my opinion so we're going to shoot the shit together Barry just like we have been doing so far since we started this morning at 11 a.m. I want to mention some makes of vehicles Uh, I'd like to there's no right or wrong answer it's just your opinion Uh, you can you can go a deep dive you can go one sentence you can go one word Uh, let's go with Ford's your opinion of Ford's
1: uh i'm not a ford guy dave
0: you know i'm a ford guy you know i'm a ford guy barry
1: i know you're a ford guy and (laughs) i I really appreciate the challenge of fixing your fords for all those years right uh (laughs) no but when it comes to ford i I have owned a couple ford f-150s and it would probably be my second pick for for a pickup truck you know so maybe not my number two now
0: let me interject right Uh, a famous uh um chuck liddell ufc fighter any ufc fans of the uh show here you know he's got like a huge garage of course he's rich as fuck right (laughs) but he's got a huge garage filled with f-150s all decked out right like a lot of famous people uh they love their f-150s they have a huge following so you're you're not a Ford guy you're speaking from experience not just from a mechanics perspective but from a past owner of a couple of Fords
1: yeah, my first Ford, I put 520,000 kilometers on it. With, don't give me any major issue, right? So, yeah, good yeah. truck. That was a good truck, you know. Right. And, uh, but
0: since then, you've, you've learned that there's better trucks?
1: Is that uh, what you're saying? I went back. I'm a GM guy, true and true. So, I went back that direction.
0: Yeah. So, no more Fords. You're a GM, man, which is fine. So, uh, any little plug you want to say? Your opinion toward GMs? You love them? They're great? Uh, you love working on them? I love them.
1: Uh, I enjoy working on them, but... All cars are becoming about the same to work on. They're all tricky, uh, tight to get in at. Uh, lots of wiring and electronics. They don't stuff.
0: consult with the manuf or they don't consult with the mechanic when they're no, <laughs> When, no, the, when they're at, designing these we're vehicles, we're at the bottom bottom of the list on that, unfortunately. Yeah. So what about the Kias? What do you got to say about the Kia, Barry? Uh,
1: I like the Kia and Hyundai's. Right, same mother, different father. They're basically the same company. Uh, they do have a great warranty behind them. Uh, thing. whenever I think about a, a Hyundai especially, I go right back to the Pony and a Hyundai Stellar way back in the day. So maybe showing my age a little bit here. But that manufacturer has come a long way over the years.
0: Barry, a buddy of mine said to me last week, that, and this is not my thinking or my words, but he said to me, people that buy a Hyundai, they pretty much can't afford to buy a Honda. What the fuck does he mean by that now? Is it because Hyundai is... Is, is kind of modeling some of the bodies of their vehicles after Honda, or what's your opinion of that? Yeah, uh, to me, all the vehicles
1: are starting to look very similar now. Uh, they're running all based the same technology that they always would have. Uh, but it's just that those people must just be Honda lovers, right? And because unfortunately, Hyundai has stepped their game up. Like I own myself a little Hyundai Genesis Coupe, little two-liter turbo. No wonder
0: it. it's a touchy fucking subject with yeah. you. Yeah, it's it's so, a fun so, little sorry car. Sorry for cutting you off here. You you own a Hyundai? Go ahead. Yeah, I own a that. Hyundai.
1: Yeah, a little turbo coupe, little Genesis coupe. It's a fun car to drive. Uh, it saves me on fuel and from my pickup truck driving out all the time, but. Yeah, I, I would recommend Hyundai to almost anybody. Good. My wife has one. She loves it.
0: Good. Somebody's got to go to bat for Hyundai. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Now, uh, Honda, is there anything else you want to say about Honda?
1: No right or wrong answer. they yeah, other great cars. Very reliable. And as a rule of thumb, we do probably more maintenance on them than we do any kind of major repairs. So Honda is a good car. They've been a good car for years. The uh, thing with Honda is they've always had a problem with rotting the bodies and the chassis out. So my recommendation on a honda like i said keep it clean and probably get it undercoated once a year once every year and a half
0: they always say that if you have a swimming pool or if you have a pickup truck everybody wants to be your friend and of course if you're a mechanic everybody wants to be your friend
1: (laughs) yeah just just like a dog trainer but he wants to be your friend too right
0: (laughs) (laughs) now uh the toyota
1: the toyota the toyotas they are a great great car uh I'm not a Toyota guy myself, but people love them. They sell great. Uh, the thing about Toyota is they still haven't said much about what they're doing with their EVs yet, so I think they got something up their sleeve. I'm kind of waiting to see what comes comes out of that information from them. But, uh, yeah, we saw a lot of Toyotas. Uh, one of the owners at Boyd Automotive was actually the service manager at Performance Toyota for 25 years, so yeah. I get a lot of insight from him. He knows a lot of the ins and outs of those vehicles. Mazda? Mazda. I always find they were kind of hard to work on. Uh, Always lots of seized parts and stuff. Uh, My oldest son loves them. Uh, Me, not so much. Uh, But, you know, like you said, we all have our personal opinion on them, right? Yeah. (laughs) And Mazda is kind of a Ford, too, right? So ford bought mazda years ago so you you might be sitting in a mazda at some point Dave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what i i've always been attracted to, to mazdas like just on the visual appearance i think they're hot sexy looking vehicle though some of the mazdas you know they're yeah. pretty good sporty looking right i don't know yeah. if one
1: could contain you though you're kind of crazy Dave. so <laughs> just
0: <laughs> i don't know uh i'll tell you i've never drove one but i would like I, it's funny because yes i've always said hey i got to test drive a couple of mazdas so you're right you're right. I'm definitely interested in Mazda. <laughs>
1: Should have been a mechanic. You could have got to test drive all kinds of different cars over the years, right? Barry, so.
0: years ago, uh, I owned a 68 uh, Buick Saber. And I got to tell you, that was a big fucking boat, right? I mean, you take that vehicle to the drive-in with your friends, you know, and we'd have the time of our lives. People used to laugh at that vehicle, Right. How many
1: people did you put in the trunk when you're going
0: to the drive-in in My that My parents vehicle? gave it to me, right? They said, here you go. And it was metallic green, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it was just a fun big boat, but gas guzzler, four-barrel carb, you know.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what I started out working on when I was an apprentice. So that's back when mechanics were fun. You know, we used to take stuff apart, rebuild it, put it back into service on the car, you know. And that's kind of went away now. Now we're change more parts and do more diagnostic than... You know, rebuilding parts anymore
0: now as my 68 buick Lesabre sabre got into its geriatric years <laughs> you know it had some difficulties starting and so my one buddy says oh that's no problem you just open the hood and you take this screwdriver and you stick it into the carb and crank it back and go turn the key Ho, oh, and you'll be good for another little drive exactly just open the choke up <laughs> that's all it was right that's all
1: it was yeah just giving it some air so it'll start
0: yeah yeah i never had to put any quick start ether spray in it like i used to with my little mini bike rup yeah <laughs> the, Rupp. Up, the old <laughs> rup hey the lawnmower motor going into the homemade mini bike. i had yeah. a couple of rups
1: yeah they were great i had a couple of those this kid <laughs>
0: yeah any other vehicles you want to do commentary on and, uh, uh, or do you think we beat the shit out of that time we kind of beat
1: it up a little bit you know
0: you're a race car driver yes talk to me about that
1: uh we love the dirt uh you know, we've done that a lot of years. There's nothing better than getting out there and getting a little crazy with those guys, you know, banging and bumping. Uh, last couple of years, the car's been in a shop. I uh, haven't had a lot of time to get out there, but. You mean you've
0: been stagnant with the race car for a couple of years? Stagnant
1: for a couple of years, yeah. Since COVID came in, it kind of slowed us down a little bit.
0: Do you need a sponsor? Do you want me to sponsor you, like the S- Dave McMahon Dog Academy? Sponsor would
1: always be helpful. That'll help put the fucking thing back on the road. Oh, definitely, definitely. It's in the shop with a new body and waiting for a little more love. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'd love to get it back out there. And me and my son do this together, so I get both boys into piss with me. We have. We have How old are time. the boys? Uh, my oldest is twenty-eight, and my youngest is thirteen.
0: Do they swear like I do? Do they swear?
1: Uh, the older one sometimes. Younger one. I better not catch him. <laughs> okay, yeah, you beat the shit out of him. <laughs> well, he'd probably do it to me, you know. Yeah, <laughs> are the boys
0: are bigger than you? Uh, yeah, he's
1: definitely bigger than I am. So now,
0: when I met you years ago, you were fat. I was fat. Well, oh, fat her. <laughs> yeah, you lost an enormous amount of weight. You're looking good. Yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, and that was uh, kind of a rough bout there. And the reason I lost all the weight is I got pretty sick a couple years ago
0: with pancreatitis. Well, that's the thing. When someone loses weight. You know, you don't know whether they've lost it because of sickness. You don't know whether they've lost it because they deliberately wanted to for their own health. So it's a touchy subject.
1: Very touchy. Uh, a lot of people thought, you know, I was getting a lot of calls, you have cancer. Like, that's first thing to go through people's heads. And fortunately, for me, it wasn't cancer.
0: Now, uh, did your diet influence the pancreatitis? Uh, no, actually, I was a pretty healthy eater.
1: They thought it was alcohol-related. So uh, you were a boozer. In my younger days,
0: but Nothing tilting has the happened. brown wobbly pops back, uh, well, f-
1: well, and stuff. Yeah, or the liquor in, you know, the paper bag, right? So
0: okay, <laughs> do a little nip in the back, and then go turn a few more wrenches. Yeah, I back.
1: would do that, turn of wrenches, but you know, Not that's us- work. yeah, that's usually after uh, you're done to work, so.
0: So when do you expect to be racing? This coming season? Or uh, not? Yeah, we're hoping it to
1: cut out a few times this year. Uh, and then we're hoping to go full term next year again, get it back out there full time.
0: Primarily Merrittville Speedway, I'm assuming.
1: Merrittville, Humberstone are our two favorite tracks, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have you tried the pizza at Merrittville? They got a pizza truck there at Merrittville. They
1: have, yeah, they have a few things. It haven't. looked
0: great. I seen it on Facebook. All the pizza people are yeah. eating out of this pizza truck at Merrittville Speedway. Try it
1: They got pizza, they got a smoked cookhouse, and an ice cream shop there, too, in the Holy front parking shit. lot. So, yeah, you got a little bit of uh, <laughs> dirt in your eyes and food in your belly on a Saturday night.
0: <laughs> and you're also a dog owner and a big time dog lover. You're a student at the Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy.
1: Yes, I am. Let's
0: talk about your dogs first, and yeah. then I, I, a little bit after, I do want to ask you what you think of the, uh, the training experience uh, so far at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy, but let's just highlight your dogs for now. You've got a couple of them.
1: We have two of them, yes. I have one and my wife has one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Linda's got one, you've got one. Yep. Uh, start with uh, uh, Linda's, the name, the breed, the age.
1: Yeah, so Linda's got a big hound. Uh, he's probably about 95 pounds. Uh, his name is Goose. We got him from Agri-Dog Rescue. Uh, now,
0: Goose, did she name the dog Goose, or did it come that he, way? He come
1: with that name. Yeah, So, yeah. yeah, and he's a big, friendly... Does he look
0: like a goose, or he is it just... kind of
1: looks like a goose, and he bays kind of like a goose, right? So... He's, uh, he's a little bit different of a dog. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, you feed him kibble or raw? Uh,
1: we feed him kibble. I
0: ask everybody that.
1: Yeah, and it's weird because we got him. He's got no front teeth, so they pulled 23 Poor teeth. Poor fucker. Though. Yeah, and uh, she fell in love with him just because of how cute, and he's just a lovable dog. So, And he was nine at the time, so he wanted to give him a good home, you know, somewhere where he could live a good life and you know have his senior years what does he do
0: for fun what does linda do she walks him she walks him but he's a kind of dog does she massage him yeah he loves his pets his scratches his yeah. ear
1: scratches uh playing with a little guy my little pup he wears a moat but he's big and old and he's kind of like me some days just wants to lay around and be lazy right so he's like feed me and i'm going to bed <laughs> <laughs>
0: And they're both, uh, these dogs both live in your home with you. You don't believe in having dogs tied out to a dog house on a chain like some of these people do. No, I'm not, I'm not into that.
1: As far as I'm concerned, they're part of my family, right?
0: So. And a lot of people just keep their dogs out in the garage. This is a, a thing that is still common nowadays, believe yeah, it or not. It's
1: wrong. I dogs guess. out
0: in the garage, you know. No way, man. Your dogs are in your home with you.
1: Exactly. If your dog's outside, chances are he probably hates you anyhow. You know what I mean? The whole <laughs> idea of a dog is, sealed. You know, the dog's supposed to love you more than it loves itself, right? So <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, well, you want to treat them like your family. So what about your dog? Tell us about your dog. Uh, my dog is a coon coonhound named Buta, uh, which stands for little brother. Uh, I've had him That's since what Buta
0: stands for, little brother? Little
1: brother, yes. Yes, we got him from a guy from South Africa. Uh, And that was his nickname, and I just thought it had a pretty neat Kirk, so we we kept the name. We nicknamed him Boots. Uh,
0: Very, very adorable dog. Cute, cute little fucker he is.
1: He is, and uh, very energetic, right? So he kind of tortures Goose every now and again with playing, because, you know, it's... uh, It's like a hot rod, you know, chasing a truck, right? The goose can't keep up with them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, your dog has been to the Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy, uh, plug, plug, uh, you know, um, and he has successfully completed the 10-week group novice obedience course. You were given weekly training assignments to go and practice with your dog each and every day. You ended up passing the test. Because on week 10, there's a test. We test the owner and we test the dog. You did a wonderful job training him. In fact, you even placed first place. You took home the hardware. You took home the, uh, the vanity award, the plaque. You got best in class. And it was very well deserved because you were very dedicated to your dog. You worked hard. You got results. You followed what I taught you congratulations on that
1: thank you yeah it was uh a lot of work uh we got him he didn't know a thing and uh to my benefit i knew the guy to go and talk to in the right school to go to to get my dog trained yeah uh now did i do all your homework not all the time unfortunately i live rural no sidewalks out so you're of saying you were a
0: bit of a dog fucker and didn't do i was a sport? bit of a
1: dog screw yeah i screwed up a few times there uh but I try to get him out as much as I can, socialize him in stores and stuff. Like I had him in Canadian Tire on the weekend, and I had about 15 people stop and say, wow, your puppy is so well-behaved. Because I could just sit, stay and take whatever I want off the shelf, and he doesn't move. Uh, and I pulled one of your stunts. Actually, halfway through shopping, I decided to go to the front of the store because I wanted to buy more stuff because I was in Canadian Tire. Uh, so I made him heal with me while we were pushing a shopping cart. So it took him about 10 minutes to heal. You know, get used to it but he caught on to it pretty quick i was pretty proud of him so
0: yeah and you take him out and about and socialize him in different environments which is so important
1: yeah yeah now you give me that advice right from i think the first day i got him get him out there and get him socialized and we're still working on that because there's still things that you know scare him and make him jump but i refer
0: barry i refer to you as a dog training enthusiast slash hobbyist i guess that would be the same hobbyist enthusiast so in other words um The dog came for training because the dog needed training and still is in training as you expand the dog's knowledge and your knowledge uh, with everything you're learning at my dog academy. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I I think that dog training has morphed into a full-blown hobby of yours now.
1: It has. It has for sure. and It started with my last dog, Kipper, which you also trained with me uh and i just did novice with him but this time this dog we're gonna go a little further we're gonna get him some intermediate training and see see what we could make him become
0: yeah so you had trained kipper with me and uh tell us about him
1: yeah he was uh, a one-year-old rescue when i got him uh he came come with some baggage he had some aggression issues uh unfortunately the aggression issues is you know what made us have to put him down at some point he started to get vicious uh Latched on my wife's arm pretty good the last time, uh, and it, it was extremely hard for me. I was really close was to difficult. that dog. He was he was a good dog. You
0: had to put him down for the safety of your family.
1: For the safety of the family, you got to feel safe in your own home. Uh, unfortunately, he had a screw.
0: Lo- the dog had a screw loose. That's could,
1: exactly what my wife said. You know, he was a great dog, lovable, listening. The mechanic
0: is on the show, so the dog had a screw loose. Yeah, ah. and I, I didn't have
1: the right screwdriver to tighten that screw up, right? It was but unfortunate. But academically,
0: academically, the dog knew sit
1: down. Down. Uh, I live rural. He wouldn't leave the property. He would chase a rabbit to the bush line, turn around, So he knew back. his
0: basic commands. You could recall him back to. Yeah. But he had a mean streak in him. Yeah, and it was, uh, it out yeah,
1: from the story I got from the rescue I got him from, he was abused by uh, a girl, a 19-year-old girl, whenever he'd eat or sleep, and I just don't think we could ever get that trained out of him, unfortunately. That's terrible. Yeah, it was extremely hard on me. I, that was a tough time for me, putting him down like that. Uh, just knowing that it's coming, you know what I mean, and, and looking at the dog for those two weeks of waiting for it. It, it was a lot to deal with.
0: Barry, how, how would you describe your training experience with me bringing uh, uh, multiple dogs to me for training at my training school in Niagara Falls. How would you describe the training experience?
1: Uh, I love it. Uh, honestly, it's, I wouldn't go anywhere else. I find that you're a great trainer, but it, it's almost like a, a bit of a comedy show. You make it entertaining for the people, and you have a way to come across that people understand. You know, I'm sure not everybody comes, likes what you got to say or comes across that way to you, but for the better part... Uh, and I feel like when I'm out in public, even with or without my dog, I could usually tell the people that have trained at Dave's Dog Academy just by their body language and the way that they treat their dog. It's uh, nice. you do certain things that I could just tell. And I, I've asked people, "You train with Dave?" And they'd be, like, "Yeah, I sure do." Yeah, and, like how uh, the people hold their leash, how they hold it. You make sure that Jay's there, like you always preach, and you just watch how they they conduct their dog, right? Yeah. And, the ones that listen to you usually are successful in my book so
0: you feel comfortable recommending me to people that you know and to people that you don't know
1: yeah all the time I promote you. Yeah. uh
0: I really appreciate that Barry so much
1: yeah it's you know and I won't I wouldn't like say your name out there if I didn't believe in what you did so I don't like you know just saying hey go to Dave McMahon I know the guy uh you're my best friend and i didn't like your training i wouldn't send people to you're you speak- still be your friend
0: though right yeah but you're speaking from personal experience yeah i don't
1: want to send anybody to somewhere that's not going to get the proper experience so
0: yeah you know every time you tap your foot we're going to hear that on the microphone yeah.
1: so Stop i it. give you the finger
0: right the, yeah. the index finger that okay. means no foot tapping anyway uh, uh barry listen uh, you, I'm, I'm delighted to have you as a friend and i think that you're a great dog owner and great dog master and we love having you in the class we, we enjoy your energy, we enjoy your personality, and, and we enjoy seeing your dog, and, and it's awesome. Uh, when you have good people that you're teaching, uh, it, it makes everything so much nicer, you know?
1: It does, and your like, staff of trainers are awesome also, so you do a great job with them. They're very helpful, uh, and they're all on the ball. And what I like is they see me doing one thing wrong their are point built to me right away and so do you right so i like being called out for things that i don't do right
0: so like when we critique you with tact we critique with tact yeah <laughs> uh but it's our coaching style is open honest and direct because we're training the owners exactly if you're making a mistake we're going to tell you if you're doing it right we're going to tell you i mean because you're paying to be trained when people come to dog class we're training you to train the dog. Not every dog owner is coachable. You, Barry, you're coachable. But you've seen people in your group class at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy that weren't so coachable. That's human nature. It is, yes. It's. It's no reflection on myself or my team or our staff or the methodology that we use. It's just there's certain people that will absorb it, follow it, open their mind to the training and go and put the work and practice into it it's all about practicing what you've learned in class
1: yeah it's and well you give us the homework assignments for a reason and you know you're pretty good at giving the sheets yeah so when i see somebody that can't do something in your class like just basic sit and heel, it's kind of obvious they're not doing their homework <laughs> there's a lot of
0: people that give their dogs the short end of the stick and by that i mean they don't rehearse with the dog they don't practice so how can the dog get any better I've often said you get out of the training, what you put into it. You do, yeah, and you're exactly right. Do you give anyone a heads up? Like, if you're recommending me to give anyone a heads up or, or like, do you point out to people, hey, listen, Dave's going to train you to train the dog, or do you just let them uh, find out on their own how everything's going to be?
1: <laughs> well, I don't give them all the little secrets. I want them to have some surprises when they get yeah. there, but I definitely tell them that, realize dog training is actually human training not the dog right because it's up to the human to do that stuff repetitively yeah because dave doesn't train your
0: dog dave doesn't train your dog no
1: no like you're always
0: on the dog side which is good but you like taking the money from the humans so you know that's right the dogs they don't drive themselves to class although it might be a pretty decent class if the dogs drove themselves (laughs) you know what i mean and then we wouldn't contend with the owners that aren't listening and we could just deal with the dogs. But anyway, um so let's shift from there and shift into family. Like you're a family man, Barry. I am, yes. Your dogs are important to you, your wife, your children, and you enjoy camping and you enjoy uh, kayaking with the fam jam. Talk about that.
1: We do, yes. Uh when the pandemic came in, we decided to upgrade and bought ourselves a brand new camper. So Good for you. Yeah, we like to get out and use that, right? So last year, we actually pulled it to the Bay of Fundy in New Brunswick. Uh, was that, that was, your
0: first time going to new brunswick uh
1: with the trailer it was yeah, yeah. so we've been there multiple times in the past but it's our first time driving out so it, it was a good trip you know we did some kayaking while we were there and you know saw the scenery and watched the tides come in and out you know the, the regular old stuff do you bring the dogs or do you board the dogs uh the big one goose we board uh he's just not very well he, he, trained he's a bit he's of a senior citizen he's a senior citizen so yeah he likes to go and hang out you know with or does she take a metal view, actually? Yeah, they got a
0: good reputation. Yeah, he, so
1: she drops him off there, and uh, we always take the little guy with us. Like, Kipper would always come with us, but Buta, he's got two camping trips already under his belt, so he's becoming a pro.
0: Have you had Buta, your dog, in the kayak as of yet?
1: Not as of yet. No, he's still a little too jumpy. So once we get him settled down a little more, but he is only eight months old yet. Yeah, so. do it
0: incrementally. Yeah. And the first time you bring him in the kayak, make sure the kayak is on the ground, not in the water.
1: Exactly. Make sure
0: it's on the ground. Bring him in for three or four seconds. Give him a couple treats. Let him go out. Bring him in for, you know, 30, 40 seconds. Build up to a minute, two minutes, three minutes. Systematically desensitize him to the kayak you yep. know eventually it'll be in the water and he'll come in for a couple of minutes and then eventually you can be having him in the kayak with you for like an hour at a time
1: yeah that would be a blast so
0: watching me get in and out of a kayak is a goddamn scream i'll tell you
1: well i'd like to see that i, I might have to record <laughs> that and uh, you know, maybe post it on your page
0: i'm a novice kayaker but i do find it very fun when i do go in
1: it's fun and relaxing yes
0: and you enjoy cooking, Barry? Cooking's one of my passions, uh, barbecue. And you enjoy that, or do you I leave do. most of that to Linda?
1: No, I enjoy the cooking there. We kind of split that, that duty up in the house. Other
0: than a hot dog, what do you barbecue?
1: Uh, steaks. Good I a lot of burgers. I make my own burgers, my yes. own homemade burgers, right? Okay, so, now,
0: when you make your own burgers, do you put a little bit of breadcrumb or no? I don't use breadcrumbs a lot of the time. Crackers? No, I, I a lot of times I use Doritos. You know what? Deb and I have done that a couple of years ago. Where we did that, where we crushed the uh, the Cool Ranch Doritos. Yeah. Because we saw a recipe on the Facebook, as the old people would call it, the Facebook. The Facebook. And my God, when we put the crushed Doritos in that fucking burger, it was orgasmic.
1: Yeah, it, it's pretty interesting, right? And you, we do all different flavors of so them. So give then me an idea seal. of what
0: would go in one of your burgers, the crushed Doritos, what else? Yeah,
1: we do the crushed Doritos. Uh, I always put some spices in it. We hit it with some barbecue sauce uh and
0: that's about it
1: but we always get extra lean ground beef nothing fatty right so and that i had pancreatitis i really got to watch the fat so Did you, Do you know. go to a
0: grocery store or a butcher shop
1: uh, a little bit of both depending on what we have for time la cocos la cocos is great yes yeah
0: they're awesome yeah yeah,
1: yeah it's not i'm uh, not anything like the wtf burgers that uh, you're talking about the, a couple of weeks ago there but yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so i use a ground chuck i go to farmgate butcher shop in ridgeway it's a ground chuck. There's a bit more fat in it. The flavor's killer, amazing, delicious. delicioso. Um, when I do burgers, yes, I barbecue them like every other person does. But I, my favorite burger, like if I was to make you a burger, Barry, I would do it old school in the cast iron frying pan. It would blow your goddamn mind. Nice. So delicious, right? And and I would only flip it once, and I wouldn't cook it for a half an hour like some people do. You know how many dried burgers? Yeah. And we, People are selling. You want
1: a juicy burger, not a dry burger. You want a
0: nice juicy burger. Yeah. So anyway, you're gonna go out camping this this year with the kids.
1: We are. Yeah, we have one booked already at Kettle Lake up towards uh, Cochrane. So we're looking forward to that. It'll be a good ten days up there. Uh, we do have a couple in the mix, but we haven't pulled the trigger on any other ones yet.
0: You got the kids involved in fishing.
1: Uh, a bit. Joe's just picking that, that up right now, my little guy, so he enjoys it. Uh, my oldest son, he's more into the hockey and racing, so... Is he,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Are any of the boys going to be a mechanic? Uh, Ian is already licensed, so...
0: Okay, okay, sorry, sorry, yes.
1: Yeah, so Ian's a fully licensed mechanic. He's I mean, fully he's, licensed? Yeah, he's licensed about two years now, so okay, he's, okay. Yeah, he's working at the Ford dealership in St. Catharines. Holy shit. My little guy, he wants Ed to be Lernford. Ed Lernford. Ed yeah. They still call it that they do yes and my little guy he wants to be a blogger right so he wants to be on youtube that's his dream so (coughs) what does he want to blog about hamburgers uh well right now it's probably going to be his xbox (coughs) and you know Fortnite and all that stuff but
0: (laughs) (laughs) hey good luck to him getting into the blogging world it's big
1: it's huge yeah you
0: know and if he's got great content he's going to go far
1: he thought it was funny that i was on a podcast today because uh i don't usually do this (coughs) stuff
0: (laughs) i hope i hope he's going to listen oh he
1: was he wanted to listen at school and i said i don't know if that's a good idea let uh, the whole class
0: listen let the teachers listen yeah
1: dave might drop a couple bad words so i'll let you listen to it after after school
0: (laughs) that's it (laughs) barry let me ask you if you want a shitload of money and you could afford to purchase any vehicle like i'm talking you want a shitload of money on the lottery tomorrow and you could go out and buy any vehicle that you wanted to buy what would it be barry I
1: probably go with a brand new GMC truck. Uh 2500 series.
0: That's uh, it. And I don't mean that rudely. That's it. And I'm
1: not too fancy, right? Uh I'm happy with my pickup Not trucks. a
0: Lamborghini. No.
1: no, not a Lamborghini. You're
0: I'd, not that kind of guy. I get in too much trouble on the street. I lose my license. <laughs> Now, hopefully Linda will get a kick out of this. Do you think Linda will listen to the podcast, your wife? She definitely
1: will. She might be listening to it right now, to be honest
0: with you. I want score. I want you to score yourself between one to five in the following categories. So uh, think of these as stars. So one star, two star, three, four, and five being, like, the best that you can be. Okay? I almost feel
1: like you're setting me up here, Dave.
0: So, oh, we're going to have fun with this, Barry. <laughs> so, uh, so what kind of a husband are you, Barry? Now, now listen. So, the first one is fun. How do you score yourself as a husband between one and five? Uh, I gotta give myself a three and a half. Okay. So you could be a lot more fun. I could. Yeah. Are you are you the typical old grouchy fucker at this stage of your life? How old are you now? Uh, it's gonna
1: be fifty next month. So. Because, do you have a grouchy streak in you? And not not yet, but I'm sure it's gonna get Like there. get off my yard. Yeah, my mom told me when well, you hit seventy you're allowed to lose your filter, so I don't know, maybe I'll you know, put I, that into effect early.
0: <laughs> so so again, you would score yourself on fun out of five you'd score yourself on
1: yeah about three and a half
0: yeah now romantic what kind of a husband are you so row in the romance department how do you score yourself now of course linda's scoring could differ but we're just doing this for shits and giggles
1: yeah uh i want to say i probably
0: i'm gonna give myself
1: a four there really yeah i try to remember the birthdays all the important things right wow so. i
0: picture you to be more of just a you know go through the motion more of a mechanical sort of <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> or you know what I mean <laughs> how's barry as a lover well he's very mechanical you know <laughs> yeah
1: well so probably tell you now she doesn't like my hands because they're not all rough and grease well, stained just, anymore right now they're getting all soft and you know yeah delicate. like it. so it's, <laughs> that's that's working the keyboard all the time right so
0: spontaneous how do you score yourself what kind of a husband are you Barry how spontaneous are Uh, you between one and five I'm gonna give myself a
1: five maybe a six on that that's
0: important right because your other half has got to stay stimulated by you or it's gonna go for a shit well my wife she's she's
1: got her her ways right so Whenever we go anywhere, she's got a she's list. She's got her ways.
0: Like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah, she's got a list. Careful. Everything
1: we do. So if we're going campus, she wants to write down the stops, what we should be bringing in, what she's we should She's organized. Bring.
0: Linda's a good or, person.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm the kind of guy, hey, we're going north. Pack your bags. We're out of here in an hour. So <laughs> that, that's how I roll, right? So Yeah, so
0: you're more spontaneous. Yeah, I'm
1: more adventurous.
0: But Linda's good on the logistics and the planning department.
1: She, yeah, she keeps me in line for sure.
0: Now, what about thoughtful? How thoughtful are you? How do you score yourself as a husband? How thoughtful are you?
1: Uh, the weekends, I'm probably very thoughtful. Uh, during the week, sometimes I could be unthoughtful. you got a lot in your mind, a lot going on at work, busy shop. So, you know, I leave the house around 7 in the morning, get home 6, 6.30 at night. So, usually some nights I come home, I'm pretty quiet. Maybe, yeah. you know, leave me alone kind of thing. But yeah. uh, the weekends, I try making up for that.
0: And you're not hitting the bottle too much? No, yeah. I might have
1: now maybe... Three moderation. Beers, three beers a month, maybe. Right. Any so, doobies?
0: Smoking nah, doobies?
1: No, nah, not my thing. It's
0: not your thing, eh? Yeah, so not too much doobies.
1: No, that that was doobies. my younger days, right? So, yeah. kind of grew yeah. out of that, I think. I hope.
0: And a hot lover? <laughs> how do you score yourself as a hot lover between one and five stars? uh I'm gonna say five. I'm gonna think Leno would. I Good. hope she agrees, but you know. Good for you. So you of, think highly of yourself? Yeah. So
1: she'll probably tell you I'm always bugging her. So. <laughs>
0: Now, now, aside from you being the uh, service manager at Boyd Automotive out of Saint Catharines, yeah, you have recently launched an exciting uh, business, Mobile Rust Proofing Niagara. That's the name of it, Mobile Rust Proofing Niagara. Uh, owner-operator Barry Blanchard. When did you launch Mobile Rust Proofing Niagara?
1: uh actually that's that's been around for a while uh, i started out my older son uh, okay. a few years ago uh so that's back when i was in chippewa we used to do a whole ton of undercoating uh we used to do, like customers vehicles all the time and stuff it's been
0: around for a while but i'm only hearing about it recently
1: yeah pretty much yeah so, so you
0: you created it it was kind of just on simmer
1: yeah just on simmer uh then i, I got sick so we we kind of shut it down uh you know, it started off with cars and then we turned it into kind of like a fleet thing. So we're doing a lot of transport trucks. We used to do a bunch of buses, all bigger stuff. So we go right, to, right on site.
0: Uh, well, that's what people are going to love. The fact that you're mobile and you're doing mobile rust proofing. It's so much more convenient, obviously, when yeah. you can pull up at a person's place of business or residence and that's it. Now, are do you put? take us through it. Like, are you putting plastic down on the ground so you don't fuck up their driveway? Yeah, we put plastic down. Uh, <laughs> of and course.
1: We use an airless system so it doesn't have a lot of overspray. Okay, uh, but you
0: still put the plastic down. Put the plastic down. And then we use what they call quick jacks. It's like an episode of Dexter where they put all the plastic except this isn't about killing people
1: yeah this isn't blood we're talking about no, no. like undercoating
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah this is just undercoating
1: <laughs> yeah and this whole idea of this business was it was something uh that Ian wanted to start off with doing just just for fun so we did it uh, now my youngest son wants to get involved so hopefully it's something that they could play around with you know'll i help them out as, as it goes but uh, yeah yeah it's something, something to keep us all busy and doing something how long together. does it take to undercoat a vehicle uh if you're doing like a pickup truck uh hour and a half two hours Uh, we concentrate on bigger stuff so if you're doing like a full-size school bus we could be there you know three three and a half hours a bus
0: is your product any more superior or different or higher end than the next guy who does rust proofing on vehicles uh what we use
1: is it's a no drip amber uh so it's pretty much generic to stuff everybody has different additives but it's like a, a wax paste so the nice part of this stuff is you get abrasion under the car, rocks, stones, just weather hitting it. It will wear it away, but this stuff will expand and creep. So it actually self-heals itself together, and most of the undercoating on the market does that. Uh, just be careful with the real runny, drippy stuff, you know. So you don't want to have somebody undercoat your car, and then you pull it in your driveway, and it all drips on the ground. It kind of defeats the purpose Do of people,
0: come a little closer to the mic Yeah. Here, do people ever buy their own oil spray and attempt to do this on their own they
1: have my stepson did it uh probably about six seven years ago and
0: now hang on i just want to critique you okay nowadays they're calling it bonus son or your bonus daughter but go ahead stepson same thing yeah but, stepson yeah because yeah, so yeah, i have a bonus daughter apparently i'm supposed to say bonus bonus
1: but anyway, you just taught me something new here, Dave. All Again, right. you're good. You're good at that.
0: But uh, yeah, I'll always, take the teacher hat off. while you do the talking. Yeah.
1: Owen and uh, sprayed his vehicle, so he bought some product, and you know, did it at a friend's house. Uh, and how did that go? It, it went pretty good for him. He put it on a little thick, because I think, was, he had a 4Runner, an older 4Runner, and I think it smoked every time you come home for about a month after the fact because he just (laughs) nailed everything right so you want to keep it off the exhaust keep it away from the brakes so he Uh, didn't
0: really know what he was doing
1: no and uh even at boyd automotive we do a lot of like vehicle undercoating there uh we use a corrosion free product there uh it's one of the better things on the market too so
0: now can you coach this bonus son of yours this stepson can you coach him and teach him how to do it the right freaking way Uh, i'm sure we could
1: uh, is he coachable? He is definitely coachable, and okay. yeah, yeah, he's a he's a good kid. Linda's got three boys, and uh, they're all they're all good. One's an engineer, uh, one rebuilds you know pumps, and the other one is actually a diesel mechanic. So
0: everyone's mechanically inclined that Linda surrounds herself with. Yeah, brilliant. When yeah. shit breaks, she can make a phone call. Yeah
1: exactly like got he, her
0: mechanics on speed dial yeah
1: boom yeah even her dad and her brother electrician so sam young electrical so whenever we have an electrical issue we're on the phone there so it's nice having those contacts
0: now do you care to discuss the pricing of your mobile rust proofing service i'm sure it varies from the type of vehicle to it, the size
1: it, it varies uh, on the fleets and how many you know fleet vehicles you have that you want to get rust coated so if you're going to do 20 we'd give you a better break but usually we show up on site assess the vehicles like the trucks or buses whatever we're doing and come up with a a plan of you know pricing it that way this is your side
0: hustle though this is your side hustle yeah it's
1: something that we did for the kids and uh it's 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 been alive for probably about eight nine years uh so joe wanted to get out there and learn how to do it so we thought we would kind of kick it off this year and uh let him get out there and have some fun with it now
0: does boyd automotive provide rust proofing at their shop
1: we do yes yeah we have a full-time rust proofer and so
0: they're cool with it the boys at boyd are cool with it they don't see it as a conflict of interest uh well i I try not to
1: do any vehicles that's why i do like fleet work so i do the transport trucks the buses stuff like that right so i wouldn't want to step on their toes in any way uh, so if
0: they're listening to the podcast, like if they're really bored one day and they get time to listen to our boring podcast, they won't be like, bury you, fucker, out there <laughs> spraying cars, what the hell's wrong with you? No, like uh, guys I work for are I would never step on their toes. Yeah, uh, they, yeah you're, you've no. got an allegiance to uh, Boyd Automotive. Oh, I do, I'm very it's faithful a great to them. It's a
1: great company. Uh, I wouldn't do anything ever to hurt that place or Probably the best people I've ever worked for, and I worked for myself for, for a lot of years,
0: so that, that says a lot for who you, you were You were self-employed for years. Yeah, for over 20, yeah, me and Mike Ward, so I took a lot repair. And, and so you uh, you worked in Chippewa, you were a mechanic in Chippewa, you built a rapport with many people, uh, including myself, my daughters went to you to have their vehicles serviced they were always happy with uh the work that you do and you never steer anyone wrong
1: yeah try not to uh i have a conscience right so I'm the kind of guy, like when I was working in a flat rate shop years ago, I won't say the name of the shop, but I was, I was watching some greasy mechanics talk like the dirty mechanics you were talking about. And and I actually asked one of them one day, like, how do you sleep at night? Do you, do you not have conscience? Because when you watch some guy taking brake fluid and pouring it on somebody's back brake so that he could call a brake job, you know, that's, that's not the guy you want to work alongside of, right? It's just... No. But like you said earlier, there are is, there is some shady Dirty mechanics scoundrel. out there. So, yeah, it's I have a conscience, so I wouldn't direct anybody in a direction that I wouldn't do myself. So
0: Yeah, honesty, honesty. Now, do you want to plug the mobile rust-proofing Niagara business you have? Do you want to give out a phone number or a website or anything like uh, that? Yeah, there
1: is no website. Uh, basically, there is an email address. Uh,
0: so so uh, you can give that out
1: yeah, if you want? Yeah, uh, it's Niagara at gmail.com
0: okay great. Uh,
1: so yeah if anybody has any questions yeah definitely by all means uh shoot us an email uh if you wanted to book anything in at the shop uh, boyd automotive get your car sprayed i'll uh, just give us a call 905-658-5821
0: and we could set that rate up for you you've got a great voice for radio by the way
1: oh thanks uh i always hate listening to my voice after the fact so
0: <laughs> somebody once said to me dave you must love to listen to yourself no no actually you're wrong I love listening to the people that I sit down to shoot the shit with, like Barry Blanchard. Oh. That's who I like listening oh. to. I was uh, uh, thought you
1: were going to say I just like to talk.
0: <laughs> well, I, I like listening too, and yeah. I like reading. You know, if uh, if you re- if you keep reading, it keeps the brain pretty sharp.
1: It does. My wife's a uh, big, big book reader, and I me, mean, I'm more into the sports blogs, and you know. But you're still reading. Yeah, in the automotive magazines, right? That's my thing, so.
0: You like the paper between your fingers, I do, yes. The magazines.
1: Exactly. I love the magazines, so.
0: Now, what's your garage like at the house? Is it organized? Ah. Or is it like all, you know, everything all over the place? No, it's it's fairly organized.
1: Uh, Actually, the last couple of weeks, I just cleaned it up. Uh, Problem is, when you're sick for a couple of years everything gets thrown in shop right because you're not out there working so but it is nice and clean we've got a hoist out there my race car sits on a lot of the time and it's fully equipped uh i've even had a couple of your cars there over the years dave
0: that's right and you're out in the sticks i know where you are because i know the previous owners of the home before you were there and uh so it's beautiful out in the country where you are and it's basically between Niagara Falls and Welland, out in Cooks Mills.
1: Yeah, it's great. Like my uh, years in Chippewa, I was an eight-minute ride to work every day. So, you know, now my ride's a little closer to a half an hour. So, I, I kind of miss those short, short
0: daily drives. I bet. Yeah. Now, is there anything else that you want to shoot this shit about on today's podcast, or do you want to wrap up? Ah, uh, I'm whatever you want to talk about.
1: Uh, I've kind of went through all my information here, I believe. So, Barry, it was a pleasure having you. Oh, uh, it's always a pleasure dealing with you, Dave. Uh,
0: Barry, I want to thank you for joining me on uh, Dave McMahon Unleashed, and I want to thank you for recommending my Dog Training Academy to so many different people that you meet on your travels. Uh, it means a lot to me. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so what did you think of the podcast today, Barry? How would you rate it out of one to five stars?
1: Uh, I want to say five. Really enjoyed myself. Uh, met a lot of good people here at the station, and uh, yeah, maybe if I'm lucky enough one day, you'll have me uh, back aboard.
0: I would love to. You're an awesome guy, Barry. Have yourself a doggone great day, everyone. Dave McMahon, 4680Q.com. Barry Blanchard. Thanks, everybody. Ciao.